0: Welcome you are listening to Dr. Shushma Singh today in unit 3 social, human and gender development. We are discussing on the topic identification of gender need role and strategy. Now we are going to discuss gender roles and impact on women's development. Women though often perceived as dependent or as homemaker are engaged in three basic responsibilities that they shoulder and these have been referred to in developmental literature as their triple role. Firstly, women are engaged in reproductive work that involves both childbearing and rearing. Secondly, most low-income households in the third world have their women engaged in what is called productive work or work that earns wages. In rural areas, this could be agricultural work. In urban areas, women work in large number in the informal sectors in in and around their homes. Thirdly, As part of their reproductive responsibilities, women also take up community managing work that facilitate collective consumption needs of the neighborhood or the community. Despite these three roles, women's work is generally made invisible for either their work is regarded as a natural extension of their biological role of giving birth To the children or nurturing them or their work is considered secondary men in the contrast are largely seen as productive workers even when they may be unemployed or earning radically as far as reproductive role is concerned men do not have a clearly defined reproductive role in most societies and when Involved in the community, men do not largely engage in consumption-related voluntary work. Rather, they take up the community leadership roles that get them either some payment or social prestige. Feminists have identified this gender-based division of labor as both the reason and expression of women's subordination they have contested that dualistic division of work as productive and reproductive which essentially implies that the productive element of reproductive work are completely erased it has been pointed out that the woman's reproductive work both produces labor force and maintains it thereby making for a fundamental productive activity that is essential for all subsequent productive enterprises. Capitalistic development is itself held responsible for this historical and artificial division between the men and women's role that later got enforced by ideology. Several feminists have traced this. Domestication of women to the industrial revolution which created the modern cash economy that cut women off from their traditional substance activities and resulted in women's loss of autonomy as farmers, craft workers or traders. The housewife role that came in on to women as their primary responsibility, however, is neither valued nor paid, and the use of value of reproductive work is not given the recognition it deserves. Even, as far as the realm of the work, productive work goes, the ideology of the house wife mask asymmetry in men and women's work and their exchange values not only do women get work at the lower end of the economy which are low skilled and low paid and not wanted by men they are also vulnerable to exploitation and harassment and an overload of labor due to their multiple roles yet the unpaid work of women at homes at and in the community and their low paid work in what is recognized as productive sphere have not created major conflict in the rank and files of women because they themselves accept and confirm to the gender ascribed role and find little choice now let us discuss the next point practical and strategic gender needs since in discussing development the concept of human needs and their satisfaction has emerged as an important criteria for assessing whether or not interventions lead to development It is important to look at the twin concepts of practical and strategic gender needs when discussing gender development. Women and men have different roles in society and therefore distinct priorities concerns. Maxine Maluix had conceptualized this distinction which was later elaborated by Caroline Moser while advocating to the developmental planner to be more gender-sensitive, according to Molonyx and Moser, where there are women's interests and gender interests. The two are not the same. Women's interests refer to the interests which women across the world share by virtue of being the biological sex female since in real life situation women live in a society where their position is defined not merely by their sex but by other important factors like their class and eth- ethnicity as well as gender. It would be wrong to present women's interests and needs as a homogeneous category for women. Rather, while planning, developmental planners must take Cognizance of the fact that women's interests and needs vary according to their social positioning, which itself is defined by specific socio economic context and also by factors such as class, ethnicity, and religion. This makes for the importance of referring to the general interest that women share among themselves as gender interests and the terminology changes to the needs in reference to the planning for addressing them. Planning for development and change itself focuses on multiple levels of goal as policy interventions can accomplish limited goals so that there is less confusion in what is aimed and what is achieved. The distinction between the strategic and practical needs is very useful it is evident that addressing strategic gender needs makes for a transformation in social relations such that women come to enjoy greater equality and power and that such a transformation is dependent on a consciousness of a different order and a commitment to struggle against the prevalent order. Practical gender needs, since there are, are addressed to make for better adaptation to the woman's con- concrete condition in the domestic arena or in income generating activity or even in community based resources, do not result in such transformation though they generally provide relief to women in their gendered role and responsibilities. The greater majority of developmental interventions aim at attending to women's practical gender needs and do not contribute directly to challenging either the sexual division of labor or social, political and economic organization of society that subordinates women however it would not be right to term strategic needs based development interventions to be feminist and the interventions directed at improving women's access to their practical needs as less feminist for the two are linked and. In effect, often inseparable. Here we want to close this lecture. Thanks for listening.